Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nighty Night, and we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. And today we do have a very special show with a bunch of special guests. Um, who, who am I talking to today? If you guys want to introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit how you're uh, part of this movie, and then let's jump into it because I'm really excited to talk about this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm Adam Leader. Um, I'm the co-director uh, of Feed Me, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, my name's Richard Oakes, and I'm also the other co-director of Feed Me. Awesome. And we have a few other people joining us too, who are part of the cast. If you guys want to interview, I mean, introduce yourselves as well. Um, I'm Neil Ward, uh, and I play Lionel Fleck in Feed Me. Hello there, my name is Christopher Mulvin, and I play Jed Freeman in Feed Me. Awesome. And Feed Me is the movie that's coming out on October 27th. Uh, like I just said uh, with them before we started recording, I saw this very recently. And this movie is wild. It's crazy. It's funny. Uh, it's scary. It, it has a lot of heart as well. And that's kind of where I kind of want to jump in uh, a little precursor. One of the big questions we love to ask um, our interviewees is why horror? Is it something you grew up on? Is it something from your background? Do you just love the genre? How did you guys get into this genre itself? I don't know who should go first. We're always like waiting for like, who should go first? Who should go first? <laughs> yeah. We can go, yeah, we could go in the same order that we just did. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, for me personally, um, I was I was always drawn to horror when I was a kid. Um, the first first horror movie I ever saw, I was eight years old, and it was the very first Nightmare on Elm Street film. So uh, Freddy Krueger was probably my very first idol. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, man, like since then, I was just obsessed with horror. I started watching all, all the all the classics, the, the Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I just, it, I just gravitated towards it, and just, just always wanted to to get into filmmaking and stuff, and um, it's kind of what I did. I chose music first, but then eventually, just eventually found film, and yeah, here I am today with my boy Rich. That's really awesome to hear. How about you, Rich? Pretty similar, I think. Just like we didn't, we weren't allowed horror in the house. It was quite a Christian family and that type of thing. So it was like. <laughs> Right, and then you get to that kind of thing where you're like, oh, what, what's taboo? Like, I'm going to go and check it out. And I just kind of loved it. And, you know, used to ride my bike around the yard kind of thinking of horror film ideas as a kid and stuff like that. And fell in love with films like The Blob and stuff like that when I was young. Mm. Terrify me, but also I loved it. Like, the, just that side of things. That's awesome. Great call out on The Blob, too. Great movie. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, uh, again, introduced at an early age. My uh, father used to have VHS tapes in uh, binders that looked like books. So they were just on the shelf that we used to record TV shows from back in the 90s, early 90s. So I, when he'd be out at work or uh, in the garden, tidying up the garden, I'd be stealing the, 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 the 18 films, 18 rated films to, to sort of watch. So... Things like The Fog, um, The Thing, um, mm. and Predator, and, and all those kind of things. So, so horror was there. Again, I think we all sort of start getting interested when we're 
was we're, we're young and we sort of aren't allowed to watch so we get a high interest from there so yeah it was always around other people's houses and sleepovers you you get like um the ring we used to do when we were like 12 to 15 and get the dvds out and from blockbuster um so yeah it was uh it's a great genre to be involved in because it's uh, especially when everyone was going to the cinemas you could it was a, a scary event do you know what I mean all the lads together and watching something that would make you jump or give you nightmares was always something we we seeked out as as as, as kids absolutely agree I feel like we it's a very entertaining time to be scared together especially with uh, friends and family and stuff like that I yeah. totally agree I can't wait to watch this movie with my friends they don't know what they're gonna see uh, like oh and i have to say well before you go next i just have to say like this movie pushed my boundaries in a certain way where i don't really like body horror and this movie allowed me to love it and actually really enjoy it so i was like congrats to you guys because i was like this is a movie i would normally hate but because the consistency of like balancing everything out with comedy and stuff it just worked perfectly i'm just like oh i'm disgusted but now i'm laughing and now i'm horrified it was really cool so oh, yeah. chris and neil over there man you know and the other cast testament oh, to that the dynamic is incredible and then yeah if you want to talk about how you got into the horror genre yeah so i mean exactly the same as well as a child uh, with my family my brothers and stuff we would always be so like intrigued in watching these kind of like horror films because it's kind of just forbidden you're not allowed to really sort of watch that so it would be the same case like just watching sleepy hollow um from hell stuff like this and you're just embedded in it and um as soon as the guys got in contact with me because normally i'm quite used to doing a comedic sort of stuff and i've always wanted to do a horror so as soon as i got the opportunity i was like yep please fantastic I was waiting for it as well for so long as well. This is like the best opportunity as well. So absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's awesome. And this is actually a really good segue for my next question. And this is going to be mostly towards our actors. How do you even get yourself prepared for these two different type of roles? It's something that's very intense and very crazy. And at the same time, very subtle and grounded. Uh, it kind of like flips a lot. And there's a lot of demanding parts in this movie where it just well i don't want to spoil anything in this movie of course because i want people to see it as blind as possible i don't even want people to see the trailer now at this point because i feel like it's a great surprise um but this takes a lot of acting capabilities and you two smashed it out of the park i want to say you guys dynamic together is incredible uh yeah you guys play off each other very well but how do you prepare for such a demanding role um i mean for me it was um like chris touched on a second ago it's uh, Chris did quite a lot of comedy before uh, and I did quite a lot of unhinged, gritty dramas. So we sort of role reversed on this and uh, Lionel became very comedic um, after like the first day of filming, which I didn't go into thinking that's how it was going to be. I took it very seriously to start with and tried to go in with a, a serious approach, sort of taking uh, taking inspiration from people like Josh Brolin, Tommy Lee Jones, mm. Bob Bernthal, and then when we got on to set and started doing the first few scenes, it was kind of, it went in a totally different direction, whether it was just us messing about and playing with the scenes whilst we were rehearsing. But a lot of comedy came through and uh, with mm -hmm. the guy's direction towards us, it, it, we sort of followed that. And then the preparation for me became very uh, organic and it sort of fell <laughs> into this sort of goofy world of, of Lionel Flack. But... He does have those deep sides, which the, the mental preparation for that is 
is, is somewhere I've never really gone. Even with playing unhinged characters in the past, I can usually front up pretty easily. But with this, I did dive quite deep into, into the mindset of this person uh, with, with the help of, of Richard Adam sort of guiding how deep they wanted me to go. And there was one particular scene which is there's a couple of stills around in the world from it um, covered in blood. I went somewhere I've never been as an actor, and it's it's always about pushing to the next level for this. But um, I use a, a a song. I don't usually use any uh, method or anything like that. But I do use a music sometimes to get me into a place and and sort of a, a half-assed version of meditation, I suppose. But I use Adam's uh, Adam's band song uh, called Never, and that takes me to some weird places. Gives me boost, boost bumps, and I focus on something in my past, whether it be like losing my dog or, or, or a friend or family member, and then just let it roll. And then with the guys there firing different things and guiding me, that was that was pretty much most of the preparation. And it all came, came down for the, from the direction from the guys. We threw something out there and they they molded it. And uh, yeah, I still fully haven't recovered from it. There's some elements <laughs> that um, stick with me for life and haunt me, but it's it's all for the fans and all for the people like yourself that are going to enjoy it. So it's it's more than worth it. So. I 100% agree. It's more than worth it because uh, your character terrifies me. <laughs> I think, uh, now, yeah, like you definitely got under my skin and I think the preparation was really effective. It was really good. And like you said, there's a comedic aspect to it and your character has a lot of layers too. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of small talk about like the relationship with the mom, um, even his like dating life, um, what he, makes him happy and kind of finding himself and being okay for being different uh there's a lot of great themes that come out of your character too but at the same time it feels so flawless to have this villain but also be kind of empathetic towards that person too so you totally smashed it thank you very much man. i really appreciate of course that. and then yeah how about you chris uh yeah i mean uh, we were for months just going over the script just you know identifying different bits of that script as well which we can sort of have that connection as well because of course the dynamics between us as well i'm a very very depressing kind of situation the person there itself so has to go through a lot of um sort of dark places to get into that mindset <laughs> as well but then of course like these guys uh, giving me that guidance all the way through as well, you know, sort of uh, always being there on my side as well for that. And then seeing the development as well with Lionel's character, that balance, you know, instead of it just being depression, depression, it really worked like uh, on that scale as well. So a lot of script talking as well, just sort of identifying the characters as well, which was fantastic with all of us here, um, which really, really helped for, because I'm, like we said earlier on, just done a lot of comedy beforehand. So going into that, this kind of like uh, part of just sheer darkness, it was a yeah a challenge. But um, yeah, like again, with these guys with their help as well, really, really, really sort of pushed through, which was good. Uh, I love hearing that because especially with you having a comedy background and having some comedy in this movie, like you said, it does create a very level balance of everything. Like if it was too dark, this could have been one of those movies maybe I did not like because of how gory and body horror it is. But at the same time, that shines through and it's horrific. 
but you have the comedy aspect of things and it's almost like a, a story about friendship in a way if you yeah. kind of have that friendship character and like seeing your guys's body language right now on screen that's like you guys are probably friends in real life and i'm assuming yeah, so. yeah, we, yeah. Really are, we, we we've uh, all of us have known chris i've worked with chris with, uh, on a couple of other films and just in real life it's uh we, we get on like a house on fire so there was uh when the uh, rich and adam were talking through who they wanted for jet uh, and they brought up Chris, it was a, it was a no-brainer really because I, I can work with him on and off screen, and, and the guys know him as well. So uh, that always helps to make something that needs a genuine connection on screen. It helps to to like them in real life as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll ask the other two for, as directors and uh, producer. Would you say was this a hard task to accomplish? Or did, was there a lot of rewrites during shooting? Or was there a lot of behind the scenes stuff that was maybe in the moment? There was, there was, there weren't really any rewrites uh, during the, during the shooting of it. Um, you know, the actors, uh, so like all of them, man, I'm not obviously particularly these guys, but all of them were just, they just took that script. And it's one thing seeing a script, you know, on a page, but it's a whole other thing the way these guys took that script and, and made it 3D and just turned it into this, this thing full of full of you know happiness, sadness, like anxiety, depression, like funny, like it's insane. And, and to see the chemistry that not only these two have, but like the, the relationships that they have with the other members of the cast, you know. So it's these guys, and then Neil was, was doing a lot with Hannah Arashid, who plays uh, Alex, and then Chris. You know, his on-screen wife, Samantha Loxley, like the, the the way they took that script and turned it into this, like Rich and I would be sitting there watching the monitor, like crying at one point and then the next point just laughing our heads off. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I think it was, it was nice to have, I think the, the script that you masterfully penned <laughs> was, um, was followed too pretty faithfully, but there's a, there was also a freedom on set to let the actors try their own thing and to, especially with a lot of comedy physicality, you know, they, they would bring new things and we would just laugh and be like, yeah, do that, do that. Like, and it was, it was so good. Um, and it ended up that we were just laughing a lot on set and kind of ruining takes because we laughed that <laughs> we didn't know was coming. And we were like, right, can you do that again? And it might not have been as good as the original because it was kind of slightly more staged, but it had to be in the film because it was right. so, you know what I mean? Um, as far as like stuff changing, I think the main place where that happened was, I guess, the cutting room floor and the edit. Like mm -hmm. our first edit was like nearly two and a half hours long and we were like, we got to cut this down. So there's a lot of stuff that we cut out, but it's all for the better because it, it made the pacing so much better. We, we were worried about how the audience would react with Jed's decision-making. And so I think we kind of maybe wanted to hammer that home more at the beginning and, and kind of focused a lot on his depression. And we've got to really sell it, otherwise no one's going to believe he'd make this decision. Do you know what I mean? So, and then we kind of did some test screenings and lots of people were like, well, we get it. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to kind of keep hammering that home. So when we cut that out, we got a lot better feedback. So I think it, it ended up through... Um, a process of getting feedback, getting to the best place it could be. 
I love hearing that. Um, yeah, the pacing is ridiculously awesome in this movie. It, it flows very, very well. It's it's super smooth. I don't feel like anything could have been taken out of or added on. Um, it's a full-on complete story. And then the third act, I, I loved every single moment of it. It was one of those things where I was just like, yes, everything was so chaotic until this point, and then it just gets that more chaotic. And then there's a great acting part which I'm not going to spoil anything where there's kind of like a little bit of back and forth and it's the same character. And I was like, damn, I love that. That was great. And then the reveal. And it's one of those movies that like just stays with me. And then you guys kind of validated my whole entire train of thought. It's like, it feels like a bunch of friends came together and made a movie. And it, it feels that way. And then uh, with all my interviews, I always like to say like, it takes a whole community to make a movie. There's a lot of moving parts, different stuff that you have to get in control of. Um, and coming together and having a very collaborative effort and hearing that really makes me happy. So that's awesome to hear. Uh, speaking on that, um, I always like to ask a more personal thing of like, was there anything memorable that happened behind the scenes that no one would ever know of watching the movie? I'm guessing there's a moment. <laughs> um, um. There's a moment with, uh, I mean, well, there are several moments uh, and those moments probably went on for way too long, but there is something, <laughs> there is something floating about on socials um, for all the ladies and, and gentlemen out there that, you know, find New Award attractive. Um, <laughs> you might want to see this. Um, there was something where, um, you know, like you say, man, this is all, everyone teamed together and stuff and it was all very much a, 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 an onset family. But obviously you have your moments of like, oh my God, like, where's this, where's that? And we were looking for mm. the squirter, you know, we had like a syringe of Jojo Davis, our makeup and prosthetics girl, and she had this squirter thing and we couldn't find it. And like, she was doing makeup for someone else. We are like, oh my God, we've got to find it because we're about to shoot this thing. We needed to cover near in blood. Um, but he needed to be naked because he... he, he it was he, a shower scene. It was a shower scene, yeah. I'm trying mm. not to spoil anything, but we... <laughs> we there's this video I'm playing about on Instagram uh, of <laughs> running around this this the set just yeah pretty naked man so yeah cheeks and all <laughs> there you go yeah you know sometimes you really have to like put yourself out there in the, in the world so congrats to you for yeah. doing so <laughs> you know always uh, with it being such a dark uh, script on paper and with all the comedy we're bringing uh, to the table at the time. The set can go from like everyone's quite mellow and chilled, or everyone's they'll be doing one of the, the harder scenes to do, which was one take pretty much for the kitchen scene that you'll know about. Mm -hmm. uh, we only had one take for that. So I had to to, to go 24, 24 feet deep under. Um, <clears throat> but then I always like to, I think a lot of us do, especially me and Chris laughing, doing silly voices. And, I think as well as the running around naked, I think I tried on Olivia's dress at one point because everyone was, <laughs> oh yeah, I was 16 or, or whatever. We had to get it on this day before we get the location back. Uh, and I think I recreated the um, the painting is all I'm going to say, but in Olivia's wow. dress, when everyone came back in to get some food, I was just sprawled out on the table in a dress to... to, to <laughs> to lift the spirits at the end of the day I suppose yeah. uh, and everyone did sort of crack up laughing and everyone was so serious and tired you, you, we like to do things as actors to keep the keep the, the moral the mood up because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Dark, dark content so yeah. quoting and out that's what you did oh, wow. and he goes hell payment hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
one other thing that um, might be interesting or not, but um, we kind of got all the set ready. It was a couple of days before we um, turned over for uh, the first first scenes that we shot, but we still didn't have a vehicle for live on. We wanted something that was kind of a bit balmy, and we were like, we were looking at stuff. And I was like, how about this bright yellow Cadillac, or how about it always had to be yellow, but like we're like, how about this? How about that? And we turned up, and literally like couple of doors down from the set someone had this bright yellow American school bus and we were like in the drive and we were like that's that has to be it so we just went and knocked <laughs> and said can we take this and they were like yeah, yeah why not absolutely well, that's <laughs> awesome to hear and I gotta say like you guys are talking about it's like there is a lot of dark content in this movie but at the same time that comedy aspect helps balancing it out but the thing that I really appreciate the most is the mental health aspect of things. Talking about mental health, talking about like disorders, even talking about grief and loss and how some people can maybe deal with that. Significant loved ones, like also said relationships. This movie is very layered. And I think that's the thing that made me fall in love with this movie. Although there's all this horrifying things happening, there's jokes being said, this movie does have a lot of heart. So one of the things I want to ask, if you want a viewer to walk out with something with watching this movie, what would it be? It's a, it's a good question, man. I mean, I, like you're right. It, it's certainly something where, where, you know, from the writing stage, we, we're wearing our heart on our sleeve in that. And there's definitely some very, very real close to home subjects in there. And I think, I guess my own opinion of this is that I, I feel like you're going to walk out of this movie feeling like, you've experienced something similar, not on the cannibalism part, obviously, but like you've experienced something similar, whether it be mental health or relationship or loss, like it's very, very relatable. And it's something that we all have in common, you know, which brings, which brings people together in a, in a sort of bittersweet kind of way, you know? Absolutely. The overall message that we wanted to kind of tell is to learn to love yourself. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. I think a lot of the listeners will love to hear that. That's great. I, th I think from an acting point of view as well, um, with, with what Adam touched upon, um, it, both of them just touched upon there, it's, it's very prevalent in a lot of our lives, especially a lot of performers and creatives. It's, we're trying to create things that we, we know about uh, and each person is um, it, it's relative to them. And the, the one thing is, is you never know the true scale of someone else's pain. And I suppose in Lionel's instance, um, he's doing horrific things, but you also find out things about him. You don't know specifics, but you can see that he's going through a lot of pain himself. It doesn't excuse his actions at all, but you, you never know the true scale of someone else's suffering. Um, so it is, it's, it's be kind to everyone and, 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 and be aware of what other people may be going through because someone may have lost someone close to them or someone may have rolled their ankle or, or stubbed their toe and uh, or, or just feeling just that pain can be magnified with one person as opposed to someone else so and if anybody does have any issues like that just please always talk to somebody because there is always a solution so don't go around eating people <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and yeah i mean uh with myself as well it's uh, exactly the same as these guys have just said as well just learning to love yourself through all different kinds of stresses and stuff. I mean, everybody is going through every different kind of mental issue as well, depression, losing people, and, um, you know, sort of uh, just putting that sort of comedic side as well in this film and stuff, of course, like uh, having that 
uh, element to it there itself but it's uh, an idea of you know at the end where I'm like oh, okay you know like I I can get out of this I can right. come out on top on this as well so it's a, a nice little message in there itself which is which is what we're aiming for yeah I, that's this is why I love this movie so much it has that all of that great connections with all of those themes also you have an entertaining ass movie as well so it's perfect for the horror fans perfect for comedy fans and people who want to get something deep out of it and we just talked about a lot of like you know heavy subject stuff and i want to balance it out like the movie so i'm going to leave you with one last question if do you have a guilty pleasure food item Um, let it back to the movie is there something that's like oh i wish people didn't know i ate this (laughs) <laughs> what was that <laughs> um oh my god um i eat a lot of strange things i don't know man <laughs> I, I i find myself eating um mountains of halloumi cheese uh, oh. i love it but you know um you know on the side of maybe like a fillet of, of my favorite person you know who, who knows yeah, just, you know, a little side dish. Yeah, man. If you were to pick a part of someone, what would you eat? That's dark to say. <laughs> oh, my God. The rump. <laughs> Tonsils, probably. Tonsils. Wow. <laughs> like I was literally, because my arm was removed and stuff, I was actually able to view everything which is going on as well in there. So I would probably go for, like, bicep, to be fair. That's Okay. Nice. Nice That's a little muscle in there. That's a nice little bit of muscle. But... Yeah, everyone likes a good little steak. <laughs> uh, I said, I said, I said, ask me, ask me. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be. So what you have on a cow, right? You have is 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 the rump. It's good. It's good meat. It's good. Yeah, the the juiciest meat. I don't know if yeah. that's the right thing to say, but yeah, why not? <laughs> but of course, if you can't find a person. Find yourself some mild veal instead. <laughs> that's true the right yeah. way to do it that way. <laughs> yeah but that's one of the big things too i always want to say like and you already talked about it's like being comfortable with yourself when people say guilty pleasures it's never really a guilt right we should embrace the stuff that we like to do within the fine walls of like the law of course yeah. yes but i do want to say like the practical effects in this movie too look amazing like you guys killed out. Like, how did you even pull this off? And it, the, the editing is clean, where you don't actually see the transition. And I was like, oh wow, this movie is really good. So very well put together, well acted, well executed, well written, well directed. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts or what you want to let the fans know about your movie? Go see it, man. Go see it. Yes. Yeah. Know what you think. <laughs> Let's not be makes you hungry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it. This movie does come out October 27th. Please watch it as soon as possible. Uh, this is something that I would highly recommend watching with your friends, It's especially if you've seen it already, because uh, this premiered at a couple film festivals already, right? No, it premieres tonight. Oh, it premieres tonight. Well, congratulations on your premiere tonight. I'm sure you're going to have a great audience to react to all of the crazy stuff. And coming firsthand, the movie is phenomenal. Uh, I did not think I would like go in loving it this much and I love it that much. And like, and the characters are so good. Uh, Well acted. So well executed. 
uh i'm gonna rave this movie as much as possible until its release but yeah please go check it out they well deserve to watch uh well deserve to like have people watch this movie uh going as blind as possible too i think this is something that's going to be very terrifying for a lot of people and very comedic but this was nightlight a horror movie podcast i'm your host freddie also known as night it was a pleasure serving you